Hello and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, where we are ramping up our coverage of the travel and hospitality industry in preparation for our next virtual identity summit on May 18th, dedicated to all the ways biometrics and identity are transforming airports, hotels, sports stadiums, and entertainment venues. That entertainment side of the equation is of particular interest now, as contactless identity technologies like facial recognition are poised to help us all get back to sports games, concerts, and performing arts events safely and conveniently after two years of a disruptive pandemic. Recognizing the importance of guest services and hospitality, Fine Biometrics recently partnered with the Innovation Institute for Fan Experience, or IIFX, and on this special episode of the ID Talk podcast, our own Director of Digital Media and Events, Doug O'Gordon, sat down with IIFX Director and Co-Founder, Dr. Lou Marciani. The two spoke about the origin story of IIFX and the overlap between the fan experience industry and the biometric space before digging into IIFX's own May event, Fancentric, which is taking place May 24th in Las Vegas. It's a fascinating conversation and about a fun and active identity market, so without further ado, I am pleased to present Dr. Lou Marciani, director and co-founder of the Innovation Institute for Fan Experience, in conversation with Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon, right here on ID Talk. Hi, Fine Biometrics listeners. Doug O'Gordon here, Director of Digital Media and Events. I am with Dr. Lou Marciani, Director and Co-Founder of the Innovation Institute for Fan Experience. Short, I think we're going with IIFX. Yes, we sure are. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a good uh, answer for that one. Welcome to uh, our podcast. Well, listen, I'm uh, excited to be here. Uh, there's so much going on in our profession today, uh, particularly in technology, and uh, glad to have the opportunity to uh, talk to you about it. Sure. Um, tell us about the origin of IIFX and uh, what does your organization aim to achieve in the uh, sports industry, entertainment industry, security industry, biometrics well, too. And biometrics too. Uh, you know, Doug, uh, probably back in 2018, I uh, knew that there was a need for a, uh, a global alliance of thought leaders and subject matter experts that want to take the time and look at the critical issues facing the sports and entertainment industry. That's 2018. Here comes uh, the pandemic. And uh, luckily, uh, we were uh, able to uh, form a uh, national task force of about 98 professionals to look at the return to work, play, and spectate. And uh, we spent uh, uh, many, many months putting uh, an ebook together on how to return. And uh, during that period, they suggested that uh, we go ahead and establish the uh, Institute. Uh, so in, in October of 2020, the uh, Institute uh, got off the ground. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it's uh, really, the Institute's built around the fan journey. 
the fan journey from the time they leave their home to the time they uh, get back. And, uh, and we want to create in the industry that ideal uh, environment that uh, helps the organizations grow financially, hopefully increase their attendance. Um, they're going to look, be looking at maximizing the health and the safety and security of their, of their uh, spectators. So at the end of the day, it's, it's an interesting niche to uh, uh, look at things from the perspective of a, of a uh, fan. Sure. It's uh, in the travel industry, it's keyboard to couch yeah. as, the, as, as the way of getting there. And I guess you're going uh, keyboard to event seat and everything yeah. that's happening till you get there. Um, yeah. and, and that's a good segue because we've partnered as uh, collaborators because we see sports and entertainment um, as a growing opportunity for biometrics and identity technologies, particularly when it comes to providing a safe, trusted, you know, frictionless, convenient fan experience, whether it's uh, contactless venue access or automated concessions or uh, easy, secure mobile ticketing. Uh, what are the biggest identity and biometrics opportunities you see in the entertainment space? You know, we can thank the pandemic. Uh, one, uh, during that period, we saw a great growth in uh, technology being implemented and de uh, developed and implemented, uh, particularly around the health and safety mode. So the technology people didn't go to, didn't go to sleep during the pandemic. And, uh, the second thing that I, we saw here is that the venues are acceptable to listening to change. And that's very important, what I just said. If the pandemic didn't come along, I think we would be uh, struggling. Uh, we're trying to convince uh, team owners and university presidents, et cetera, to, to think about technology. Well, it did happen. And... And it, and it was built around, uh, if you think about it, in, in our world of biometrics, et cetera, it was built around enhancing health and safety because the number one demand of the fans was, you know, this, this, this facility better be secure and, and safe and clean. So removing friction would be number one mm -hmm. that got us to where we want to be with biometrics. And two, uh, we want to boost security. Uh, we're all changing. The world is changing in front of us. And thirdly, really, uh, to do what I do every day is that's to enhance the fan experience, uh, to reduce that line at the concession stand, to speed their way into the games, et cetera, et cetera. So we lucked out here, uh, Doug. Uh, I, I, and, and, you know, you look at 97%, I think, of our population has a, a smartphone. So that has really, that's another factor that has really over the last 10 years has changed. So we're positioned now uh, for an acceptance of biometrics. I think it, we're in the era now of that identification, the speed, friction. So my answer is uh, we're, we have to take advantage of what's going on in our society to uh, take advantage of the technology that's going to make it better. Yeah, it's just like what we're doing here, doing this Zoom or whatever, Teams, Zoom, all these interviews that we're doing now. Uh, this used to be uncomfortable, and now it is very yeah. natural. 
Um, I use that as a, always as an example of how we've gone from uh, one thing to another thing very quickly. And I don't think we're changing. We're just adapting or adopting new uh, things. I, I think another thing, Doug, that's come out of the pandemic is is human human factors. Uh, the human being has been elevated in the sense of looking at their needs better, uh, being safe. Uh, they became cautious of their lifestyle. So it, it, it makes sense that we, um, you know, move forward in this whole area of authenticity and uh, et cetera. So I, sure. I feel good about where we're going. With well, and, and moving forward here, I, this is kind of off the cuff, but I saw something online this week, Lou, that's going to excite you. Uh, there is a new wave of young children everyone using their smartphones right uh that whole in that whole uh group of people and i use my smartphone but i'm the way these people use their smartphones it's very natural there's a uh a, an adoption of uh the younger generation going to um stadium venues to watch video gaming um happen and imagine what you could do inside of a stadium full of younger generation um and and the technology you could have inside there that they could be using that's uh, a, a whole nother a whole nother part of your industry well a whole, a whole nother day um i think we're going to keep an eye you know each generation has their uh good and bad i mean uh, uh the young ones now are are the ones that we have to pay attention to you're 100 right uh augment reality to uh Esports to uh, the older people with the sports betting bars. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what to call that. It is esports. So, uh, like having a hundred thousand people come to a stadium to watch the Super Bowl of esports is the future. Yeah, or you know, it will be something that we will see. Well, we'll um, be seeing the use of venues in different ways down the road, Doug. You're one hundred percent right. So it's very exciting to be honest. You're really right. You said you know, I'll be excited. I think I think technology is going to play a key role here is, uh, in the next five years. Who knows uh, what's uh, in front of us there. But it, it, it's so exciting to see the changes taking place to make it better, safer, secure for fans to enjoy themselves, basically. Yeah. I, and I maybe jumped into my next question, though. Um, and what is the uh, current landscape like? Do you see an enthusiasm for biometrics or identity-related solutions in the fan-centric sports and entertainment industry um and do you have any success stories or case studies or things that you could share with the audience on how biometrics are being used yeah i i think there's a um still a little concerned about privacy but i think as i said earlier in the conversation i think it's um kind of uh Waning a little bit. I, I I think think I think we're on the right. Finally, starting to make some moves there. Um, so, I think there's chance here to, to to really make a dent in the industry. I, I'll give a good example of of a, a case study too. Uh, a company uh, that's working with the New York Mets. Um, I really like what they're doing. It's, it's it's facial recognition and touchless access platform. A combined platform. Mm -hmm. All right, here, I'll say it again. Facial, sure. yeah, facial connection 
and touchless access platform. And uh, they, I talked with uh, the people at uh, the New York Mets, they're very, very happy. They're increasing their entry speed tremendously. Fans have been receiving it well, by the way, this is New York now, mm-hmm. receiving it well. Uh, actually, the issue is uh, not on the access side, but on the security side is uh, they, some changes have to occur on our side, right? The security side to keep up with the speed of the new entry that you're providing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to see a big change. Um, Doug, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm high on the idea that someday the way we approach access and credentialing is going to be much different than we, we're talking about today. So let's say we, you know, we, we move forward to 2030. I don't think you're going to go to a gate anymore and show your um, uh, access to uh, credentialing. I think it's going to be way, way back. There'll be sensors picking you up way back and clearing you all the way through so that it's almost like you're just going into the stadium. But that's down the road. But we're starting in that direction now. I just said to you very easily, access is easier now than the security side. Security mm-hmm. has to catch up to access so that when a person comes to a, a Met game, they're going right in, literally, okay? So that's a good case study. The New York Mets are doing a great job with this new system. We're keeping an eye on it. I think it's the forerunner of the future. Awesome. And then uh, congrats on your upcoming event, Fan-Centric. It's uh, May 24th through the 26th, and it's uh, in Las Vegas, uh, it's a physical event. So, uh, yeah. what are some of the highlights for attendees, uh, coming to your show and how can, uh, our listeners learn more about your conference? I, 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 this is a unique conference. Uh, first of its kind in the United States where we really built this conference around the voice of a fan and what they go through and how do we better prepare for that? So we're going to, I'll take you through the pathway of the conference. It, it, it's, it's kind of starts off with defining the fan journey. What's this definition of it? And we're bringing in a uh, uh, Larry Olmstead, who is a uh, New York Times uh, bestselling author who wrote, the, uh, wrote a book called The Fan. And, 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 uh, and, and we're all, we also invited four key fans, true avid fans in this country to attend the conference. So there'll be integration with the voice of the fan saying, uh, you know, here's our concerns to here's how we can do it better, et cetera. Is that a so panel? Is that a panel on the that'll event? That'll be a panel, you? but we're going to also integrate them throughout the conference. Yes. Neat. Neat. That'll be the opening day on the 24th. But but you look at defining, uh, Doug, the, the journey, but we, we're going to get into some factors that affect the journey, right, in 2022 here. Example, safety and security, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get into gambling as affecting the journey. Uh, the world, the change in the world is affecting the journey. Um, that could be, uh, you know, we're into a war right now. We're coming out of a pandemic. It could be that there's another variant. We don't know, but we have to look at that. We have to look at what this transition is from a pandemic to an endemic as well. What are some of the new business models that are out there based on increasing revenues, attendance, et cetera? And we want to look at sustainability. We want to look at facility design, et cetera. And then 
We want to move uh, the conference into what are all those influencers of the journey, such as uh, the, the sentiments of the fan. What is a fan thinking about today and tomorrow? And what about uh, changing the fan base to more inclusive fan base approach? So we'll do that. And then lastly, where the finale of the conference is, is uh, what are the strategies for implementing the journey? And then really starting, uh, we're going to build, start to build out best practices for, for the journey. And we'll, we'll do that looking at ticketing, you know, looking at building access, looking at crowd management, fan, uh, fan engagement, food, beverage, et cetera. So it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful conference that starts from defining the journey all the way through leaving, hopefully with an ebook uh, to beginning of a best practices for fan journey. Nice. Okay. Well, here's a, a, a little plug. Um, how would our, how would our vendors or the people that are, that our, our advertisers, how would they uh, uh, start working with you or, you know, uh, the biometrics and identity crowd? Um, give us a little information on how to reach you and how they could get involved with this uh, event. I'm glad you brought a great question because that's where we want to head. We want to head toward that things that we mentioned uh, earlier on about the uh, environment being easier for people to to, to uh, be identified to frictionless, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think it would be good uh, for those in our industry with uh, biometrics lead is to uh, at least attend the conference, first of all, maybe to get a feeling of what's going on in the nation and the world. Uh, they all have to do is go to iifx.org, iifx.org, and the conference is all up, set up there from registration to housing at Caesars Palace, et cetera. Secondly, I think the, re the partnership between the two organizations here, uh, we, wanna, we want to, uh, in 2022, 23, look at bringing in uh, our, the, the, these outstanding corporations and, and tying them into the X experience consortium. And the consortium is where we look at tomorrow's technology and partnership with uh, you know, other major corporations in the world. So uh, let's, let's get them exposed to who we are, exposed to the industry itself by coming to the conference. And then the follow-up would certainly be engagement with the X experience consortium. Sure. And I've attended, uh, you know, uh, previous Lou Marciani events, and he drags in the best of the best to, yeah. to attend his event. So uh, you'll see any place that has more than 20,000 people in it. I mean, he gets 100,000 seaters um, to his event. So uh, I won't name it any names, but they're the large colleges and yeah. every professional sport on, you know, you can think of, and maybe even esports this year, who yeah. knows? Um, and then, uh, you know, so finally, you know, we, uh, we'd love to, uh, emphasize that, uh, we are both professionals in the industry, but we're also fans and users and consumers. And, uh, we're just trying to make the world a little bit safer, a little bit more secure and a lot more trustworthy. <laughs> so as a fan, um, how do you envision the ideal fan experience or the fan centric experience? Um, in the future. So uh, your crystal ball, Lou, uh, five years from now, when I sit down in a stadium seat, or maybe I don't even sit anymore. No, um, what is, what does that look like? 
I think uh, this is the conference that we're going to study that, and 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 I, and I think you're you're 100% uh, uh, correct. Barring any external issues, i.e., pandemics, right, wars, whatever it might be, I think uh, uh, we continue to study what the fan behaviors are and what they're going to be. And, and like you said, the the youngest generation is different than the millenniums and then the baby boomers. So uh, as you look at stadiums and arenas, et cetera, I see, uh, what you say? I see less seats. I see more uh, community clusters. And, you know, I, I really do. I, 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 uh, they're not clubs, but they're areas within the large areas of stadiums that are stand up kind of, you know, um, tables. Uh, where I can be talking to you, watch the game on the screen, leave you and go to another community, social kind of socialization, uh, particularly like baseball for a good example, you know. Um, but our obligation to the fan is safety and security mm -hmm. and health safety, number one. And that's what they want. And that's not going to change, Doug. Uh, is, is this environment safe for me and my family? That's number one. Uh, is the stadium secure is number two. But I think their demand for connectivity is where this 2025 is going, meaning that I just can't sit there anymore. I'm going to use my mobile app. I'm going to connect with the, uh, a, a player. Uh, I'm going to connect to another fan. I'm, I'm going to look at what's going on someplace else. So we have to keep a strong handle on immersive immersive opportunities mm -hmm. as we go to 2025 and that's what we're doing um we're connecting the fans to uh, in, in a better way than just traditionally where you went to a game you sat down you had two you had hot dog you had a a beer or whatever and you watched the game and you went home well that's not satisfying people anymore and so we have to be on our game. And what's our game? Our game is really to uh, study, uh, experiment, and launch some new ideas that uh, motivate fans to come to games. Sure. And I, I believe biometrics and identity will help uh, increase the fan experience and open their wallet a little bit uh, unannounced where they can do things faster and have a really great time and... Uh, you know, maybe get an extra cocktail or an extra hot dog and just decreasing the friction. I, I, I think, Doug, that's why this relationship between, between the two organizations is very important for the future. It's one of the, I would say, pillars of the technology side of the house to move us forward so that we can do what you just said. So I just uh, want to thank all of your crew to uh, saw the vision to connect with the uh, Institute and, and the Institute's all built about innovation. Yeah. And I think uh, the two groups together can create some dynamic uh, opportunities. Yeah. And we look forward to working with you and partnering with you and, and being there with you too. So yeah, you, And you have been, Doug. And thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity to be with you and uh, uh, educate our, our audiences of opportunities. They can go to iifx.org. Uh, if they're, I, I give you uh, certainly a number to the center uh, institute, uh, 601-466-9647. Awesome. Well, hey, Lou, uh, thank you for your time. The other way around, Doug, uh, great. Talk to you soon.
And so concludes our interview with Dr. Lou Marciani, director and co-founder of the Innovation Institute for Fan Experience. Learn more about IIFX and register for FanCentric by visiting fancentric.iifx.org. And to reserve your seat for the next Find Biometrics Virtual Identity Summit, visit findbiometrics.com. The links to both of those sites are in the show notes, so just head over and click now. I would like to thank Lou for joining us on today's episode, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.